the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. And uh, today we're going to be talking to Tom Patton, a candidate for a state representative, successful candidate, won the election. Tom Patton, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Nick. Appreciate it. Well, congratulations. Um, it was a tough election, and uh, how did it go from your standpoint? Well, you know, it was. we had a primary in August, so we left Columbus in early June, you know, for every, just because every goes home to get elected. But, you know, ironically, I was the only uh, incumbent uh, Republican that had both a primary and a general. So I was campaigning in, you know, June and July for the August primary, which we were, you know, very successful with, thankfully. And then but I had a uh, go right from that to campaign for the rest of August, September, October for the new, for the general race. Because the challenge we had is that in redistricting, the so-called gerrymandering that they gave, they gave me a 55 Democratic district compared to a 45 Republican district, and they gave me four new cities, you know, that I didn't have, Middleburg and Brook Park and Fairview and Rocky River. Um, I lost North Rolton and I lost Olmsted Falls and Township and Berea, which I had represented for 20 years. So that, you know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very excited about serving a, a new group of constituents, um, but I'm also a lot of misgivings because, you, know, you make a lot of friends and relationships in those other cities. But as I told them, I said, I'm, I'm always still just a phone call away. I'm sure the person that will represent their cities, because it's split up a little bit, that the uh, the two new people that took over the cities I lost, I'm sure will do a fine job. But uh, in the meantime, I never want them to think we're going to, you know, just January 1st, you know, drop them, you know, like, <laughs> like, like a hot potato. No, it's... You know, and candidly, and you know, in Cuyahoga County, there are 11 state representatives. Um, the other 10 are Democrats. We are clearly a Democratic county, uh, but the state, as we saw in the statewide elections, are clearly a Republican or red county, uh, with all of the statewide winning at least 60, as much as 63 percent of the vote. Um, and the decisions that are made are made in Columbus in the Republican-led legislature, both the House and Senate. So I kind of look mm-hmm. like I pretty much represent all of Cuyahoga County, you know, and uh, uh, whether it's the hospitals or universities, charities, you know, the arts and culture, you know, when it comes capital budget time, our phone is, you know, is pretty busy. And and I appreciate that. That's the responsibility as the, as the sole Republican that I have. I was just kind of wondering what would have had if I had I lost, and we wouldn't have had a Republican at all in the House. We still have Matt Dillon for a couple more years in the Senate, and Matt does a nice job for Cuyahoga County over there. 
And, uh, but, you know, it's, um, elections always surprise. And this election gave us a, a couple surprises, um, not the least of which was the uh, alleged red wave that people talked about. I think even around the country, it was, it was more of a... Oh, that, that, that is true. I think everyone was expecting it. A big, uh, big turnaround. We're going to take a short break. We're talking to State Representative Tom Patton, newly reelected to uh, somewhat of a new district. We're going to be back after these words, so don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips on The Advocate here on WHK. Don't go away. We'll be right back. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. We're talking to Ohio State Representative Tom Patton uh, just after the election of 2022 as he was reelected. Tom, thank you for joining us. Thanks again, Nick, for having me. Always enjoy it. Always. And, uh, Tom, uh, because it's a newly restructured district that you're in after redistricting how does that work uh, is this like a first round for you are you subject to term limits now because of restructuring or how do term limits apply to what has just happened here the the term limits um will apply to to my prior years so this would be uh two years uh only that we'll have in the uh in the house and uh um it's uh, and after that, that makes my seventh and eighth year this go round. Um, so, uh, even though it's relatively mostly a new district, I only have it for the next two years. And, you know, Senate president, you know, I mean, some other folks are talking in a couple of years, uh, our, my good friend, Matt Dolan is going to be termed out from his chamber. And we've done that before. We went from the house and then to the Senate and turned out the Senate came back to the house and, uh, uh, you know, as long as my health is good, um, you know, we'll, we'll certainly consider it. I'm, I'm touched by the fact that, you know, the Senate would like to see me come back. Uh, but again, that's, that's two years down the road and I'm still, uh, getting over the after effects of, uh, of having an election that was, um, you know, it was, it was, it was hard because of the fact that four new cities you had to get into and let them know who you were. I mean, uh, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. an incumbent, as an incumbent, when one city knows you, you have an advantage in that city. But when the other four cities don't know you, you 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 lose out on any advantage of uh, the experience and you know the the time that you spent doing the jobs. I sure you're not you're not an incumbent in those cities. But uh, oh my, well, Tom, as you, as you know, I had the opportunity to run as a write-in candidate for House District 15, and uh, reporting back as uh, a person who participated in the election process. I can say we certainly have a whole lot of respect for you and the other people who are candidates out there and and go through this process that is really a very difficult process. I mean, I found out you know, in just the two months that I had a short campaign, we had to do everything that you're doing all the time, year after year, and that starts with fundraising, it starts with maintaining a committee. It starts with and continues on with just dealing with all your constituents. And these districts are quite large. There, there's, uh, you mentioned earlier how many cities you had. About how many people are you representing in your uh, legislative district? 
generally 125,000, Nick. And before I go any further, let me just tell you that I and many of us admired you so greatly for taking on the challenge of giving the Republican voters in that new district, uh, uh, that includes North Royal and, of course, my old city, um, by attempting to run as a write-in. And from all accounts, you know, you did much better than I think anyone gave you the 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 uh, the hope that you'd be able to do. So, you know, that was you know, and I think in a fair fight in a fair race, we have the opportunity to run the full term. I th- I think you would have done extremely well, and I think I wouldn't have been the only Republican from Cuyahoga County. But uh, <laughs> like like they always say at the at at the end of the Brown season is always next year or next time. And uh, you did a valiant job, and many of us from all the way down to Columbus, you know, were commenting on just, you know, how quickly you put it together and how how effective it was, albeit a write-in thing. It's just, you know, and I knew you do, you were up against long, long odds, but uh, you certainly uh, uh, positioned yourself extremely well and gave the folks in the district, the opportunity to vote, at least if they wanted to cast a Republican vote, you gave them that chance. Well, Tom, thank you so much for the kind words. But uh, I tell you what uh, helped me go through the whole process was the fact that this is the heart and soul of this country, of the democracy that we live in, and the fact that uh, you, know, you can go out there and, and run for a political office. It takes a lot of work. It opened my eyes as to how much work that you and the other candidates have to go through just to run for any particular political office. So, again, thank you for your service because there's a lot more than just being a representative and doing your legislative job. It's maintaining that position in the eyes of the voters that uh, that you have done very successfully and uh, done over all of these years. So... But, but thank you for your comment. There's something, you know, it's uh, it truly, well, campaigning is, I don't care what anybody says, uh, campaigning is, uh, is, is arduous and it's difficult and it's sometimes frustrating. But, you know, and fundraising, uh, another challenge that I always said, if it wasn't for fundraising, everybody would do it. You know, if you want to get your message out. And the longer you're in office, and that's one benefit I have, you know, the more people that you've reached out and touched in some form or fashion and they respect the job you're doing. And so it's a little bit easier, you know, raising money, you know, at this point in my career than, for example, when I first started out. And, uh, um, but, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, this is not my seat. You know, I don't, you know, own this seat. I, I, I'm renting, the, I shouldn't even say renting. I'm, I'm occupying the seat at the behest of the voters of the district as long as they have me. And and I've had an opponent in every single election. Like I said, this year, I had an opponent for my own party in the primary. As, you know, what is it, like, people said, what does he think? He, I said, no, it's absolutely right. This is United States. Anybody, you know, given the right credentials, meaning U.S. citizens at certain ages, you could run for anything. And that's what makes our country so special. You know, anybody could do that. And I think that, you know, it's always good, you know, to be able to, because you know that your record will be looked at. And so that gives you, you know, enough of, enough impetus to make sure that you're accomplishing all the stuff you want to accomplish, 
if you're making campaign, not necessarily promises, but goals, you want to make sure that you do your best mm-hmm. to do that. And so, uh, you know, it, you know, lastly, it's just, as I say, it's, uh, uh, it's refreshing, you know, and it, it comes down sometimes to the team. And believe it or not, as you know now, having, you know, been in the arena, so to speak, Teddy Rose, <laughs> so to speak, one of my favorite things, um, it's a team sport, you know, and I've always said, and I, and my announcement on Facebook the day after the election, I just gave the absolute, my daughters, the five of my, you know, even the older grandkids, I mean, I had, and just other volunteers and folks that have just will go out and knock on doors for you, hang lit for you, stand at polls on election days for you on a cold day, you know, people that will host a, maybe a little event at their house so some of the people can get to know you from the area. It's a team effort. It's a team sport. Although one name's on the ballot, I always say the Patton team is, has been the best team, obviously, because we keep winning. And But it's, as they say, it's because of the fact I'm smart enough to know that it's a team sport. And and when folks, you know, who reach out and help, I got to make sure that they, you know, they understand how extremely important they are. And I'm sure every elected official would have the same thing to say. You know, it's uh, nobody does it alone. No, I could, I could tell you after uh, being involved in the, the election process, it's certainly going to be a lot easier to be a supporter of candidates than to be a candidate. And uh, I just think the general public doesn't know what candidates have to go through, really. Uh, I think that the, uh, the the people think that candidates are just uh, very happy to be candidates, and it's a very easy thing to run for office, but uh, no way. It requires a whole lot of attention to a whole lot of topics all the time and to stay on top of things, uh, which you have done successfully. Uh, proof in the pudding. I think that my opponent, I'm not sure, without, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but I think every opponent that in the, in the nine elections, and that's not counting primaries, so probably have four more than that, you know, 12 or 13 elections, you know, I don't know that any of my opponents ever ran for office again. Um, I think that, you know, they got in the race, all the good reasons they wanted to make a difference or they thought they could make a difference and, uh, then you realize that it's uh, just a real difficult proposition and uh, not just as uh, uh, as easy as uh, uh, they thought it was, and certainly the campaign wasn't nearly as easy as they thought it was. And, um, you know, again, uh, had I lost my very first election in 2002, I don't think I ever would have ran again. You know, but it just takes a little bit of your soul out of you. It just... Uh, it, it's you're right, and but I also know this, just like you said. If I would have lost, I you know I I clearly even now I still try to help you know out as much as I can folks that are in you know that are running for office either through you know maybe some monetary donations to the campaign, more importantly just having coffee with them, tell them some advice on you know certain mm-hmm, when you're knocking on doors and when. When you know you don't want to get in a twenty-minute debate when you got a whole street of doors to knock on, you know, and, and you have to, you have to end up doing that. Well, we're going to take a short break with Tom Patton here. We're going to be back after our break to wrap up the show tonight. 
But we're talking to Tom Patton about running for office and what he successfully just completed. We'll be back after these words, so don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for today. Thank you for joining us. We're talking to Tom Patton, uh, state representative here in the state of Ohio, the Ohio House of Representatives. Tom, thank you as always, and congratulations for your victory. Thank you, Nick. Now it's well, what's, what's, go ahead. I was going to say, now it's back to Columbus for what we refer to as lame duck session. Uh, lame duck is called that because of the people that are termed out that won't be back. Um, the people that uh, lost their elections and won't be back. And with the idea that, you know, folks have to realize that we have what's called like a two-year General Assembly. starts January 1st of 2023 and ends December 31st of 2024. And the, uh, uh, the hope, you know, is that, you know, you can have a bill all the way down to the two-yard line, but if it doesn't get done this month, then... You know, you're um, you're just you know have to start all over again next year if you're going to be there. And so uh, there's a lot of sometimes there's a lot of activity, a lot of folks saying, I don't think I get my bill done. But if I draft it as an amendment, it's somewhat like your bill. Kind of, can I put my bill as an amendment on top of your bill because it looks like it's passing? And you know, but I always hope you know that it's not. It's crazy. I think that we we always need to, uh, uh, you know, always be deliberate. And actually, passing the bill, again, quickly, it could begin in the Senate, having sponsored successfully several hearings, and possibly get a vote out of committee, then go to the floor, possibly get a floor vote, and if so, goes over the other chamber. It could be the House to the Senate, Senate to the House, and then the whole process starts all over again. So, Candidly, almost any bill you introduce in the second year, because you're gone June, July, August, because everybody's gone home because it's a two-year term and you got to run for everybody's got all 99 seats were up for election. And wow. uh, I was pleased to see that statewide, it looks like we went from 64 to 67 seats. Um, uh, so, and the Senate picked up an additional seat. So we looks like we both have about. Uh, you know, we have 67 out of 99. They have 26 out of 33. But again, I think it's all in the color of the state. I think that, um, you know, Governor DeWine, in his mandate, that 63% mandate, and he had a lot of criticism from his own side of the aisle during COVID. But I think that over time, people realized he made difficult, tough decisions that not everybody's going to agree with. But he made him not looking at his next election. He made him on behalf of, I'm the governor, I have to lead. And I think time proved him, for the most part, pretty correct. You know, I'm a big fan of the governor's, and I think that uh, uh, he was challenged in a primary, uh, although his primary was back in May. Um, they had to delay the House and Senate primaries because of redistricting and some mm-hmm, issues in mm-hmm. But uh, as I said, you know, when people said the Republicans played you know, loose with the redistricting, all I know is I went from a 49 old index Republican to a 45 Republican index and being down by a couple points at the start of a race being versus down 10 points. It was, was, was challenging. So, 
you know, and we did what the what the people wanted. They forty six percent of the or forty six of the districts were favored to vote by a Democrat. Fifty four were favored to, including mine, you know, were favored win by Democrat. So we just had people, you know, such as myself who were fortunate enough to, you know, have people either cross the aisle or, you know, uh, decide that. Uh, um, even if I'm the only Republican they voted for, and trust me, I've had a few people, you know, call me and tell me, you know, you're the only Republican I voted for. So, and and I I appreciate that. That you know, that to me it means that they understand that I listen with both ears. You know, I that's good. Both sides. Well, that, that speaks you speaks highly of our system that people can actually look to the person, and not just to you know what the letter is uh, after their name, whether it's an R or a D. And, and go that route. But uh, t- Tom Patton, hey, congratulations again. A great job. Uh, two more years in Columbus. We'll have you on again to find out, as we always had in the past, uh, what's going on in Columbus. You'll be our reporter as to what legislation is coming down our way. So thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate you. Have a good day. Yeah. You too. Have a great day. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great, healthy, and safe week. In a dream, Goodbye. or in my drifting days after the war, I found a tea room north of the Mozambique shore. Worn Persian carpet on the sandwood floor, road-pointed slippers by the bamboo door. On the wall, a faded picture of a movie queen Torn from the pages of some ancient magazine Sleeping parrot, dreaming parrot dreams And I sat and watched Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.